Hello, everybody. Uh, all right, we're going to start the meeting of the official sci-fi fan club here. And, of course, today's meeting will be about what it's always about. What is the greatest sci-fi movie ever made? All right. And, all right, let's... Let's go to my immediate left here. Okay, shout it out. Star Wars, obviously. No, Anne, it's definitely Star Trek. No, Star Wars, Star Trek. Uh, guys, can I, can we do like, what about Doctor Who? Oh, yeah, no, like we all, we all love Doctor Who, Susie. Yeah, yeah, we. We've, now that you're here, we've all started watching it, right, guys? Oh, yeah, I've, I've started watching it, too. Oh, yeah, we... Yeah, we... Yeah, we... But, uh... But, uh... But that's a show. So... Oh, you guys, you're right. Then, uh... I would say the best one is, uh... Alien? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that one, too. Wait, guys! The best Alien movie... I mean, sorry, sci-fi movie is definitely Predator. Hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. Close Encounters of the... Of the... Of the... Of the... Of the... Did you just forget the number of the kind? It's Steven Spielberg, so it's the best. Star Wars was helped by Steven Spielberg? Shut up! Okay, okay, everybody calm down. We all, because we all know it's Terminator 2... And I will not accept any other answers. Guys, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out on this one time. Westworld. Michael Crichton's Westworld. Shut the fuck up. Logan's run, guys. Planet of the Apes. Oh, of course. Oh, of course the stoners think it's Planet of the Apes. What is... What does that have to do with anything? I think the best... Sci-fi movie ever, of course, are Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings movies. <gasps> God damn it, Davy. We've talked about this. You're out of the club. Oh, Why am I out of the club? Because that's fantasy! Welcome to the all right, Ruben here, and today I'm going to be reviewing some movies for y'all. All right, first of all, I've got three movies I'm going to talk about. I'm going to start with the one that I'm going to have the least amount to say about, and that movie is The Princess. This is a movie that is on Hulu currently. And to put it simply, if I were to describe this film, it is Die Hard combined with Brave. And yes, I do mean Disney Pixar's the movie Brave. Essentially, essentially a kingdom is going to marry off a princess to a prince. And, uh, and at the last minute, the princess is like, uh, no thank you, which to be fair is, now that I'm thinking about exactly how the, how the, uh, the show, uh, Disenchan- Disenchanted, is that what it's called? On, uh, on Netflix, that's kind of how that movie, that, uh, show starts. 
<laughs> hadn't thought about that. But anyways, so this so this movie, like I said, it's. But basically, when she throws calls off the wedding, the prince basically takes over the whole kingdom, takes her family hostage, and is gonna essentially force her to marry him now. Which you know, good on her parents for not forcing the issue honor which is different for that time i mean to be fair she probably objected before that and they should have listened then but when she put her foot down they were like yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna sell you off to another pace of royalty but so essentially she gets kidnapped she gets taken to the top of the tower and after that moment she escapes and it's full-on die hard just her running around the tower fucking killing people and I mean killing people. This is rated R. She's stabbing people with swords. She's kung-fuing them to death because she's been taught kung-fu by her, uh, by her Asian martial arts instructor who must have come to live at the kingdom at some point to teach the princess martial arts. But, uh, oh, side note, this movie literally looks like it's because of the costuming choices and, and hair and makeup and whatnot. It, this movie literally looks... It's, it looks like... The two main characters are Mirda and Mulan. It's an interesting thing because it's technically a Fox movie. But anyways, or 20th Century Studios, as they're called now. Uh, but so it's, I mean, honestly, it's just fun. It's, uh, it's if you're looking for just a, like a fun little action adventure thing going on where it's... Uh, a little bit more violent than a PG-13 one, uh, then it's pretty good. It's nothing incredible, but it is a fun time. And if any of my interesting combination of descriptors were intriguing to you, well, then maybe you should watch it. The movie didn't get great reviews from mainstream critics, which I can kind of see, because like I said, it's, it's just a little bit of light fun. I wouldn't consider it groundbreaking in any way, but I definitely would say it's a good time. All right. I guess I'm going to make you wait for the big, for the movie I saw most recently and that just came out on Hulu, because now I'm going to go into Nope by Jordan Peele. Nope by Jordan Peele. It's great. End of review. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not all I'm going to say about it. So, <clears throat> I'm probably going to, I'll have more things to say about Nope in the spoiler section, but Nope overall is just a good time. It's got a great cast. It's got uh, it it looks great. And uh generally speaking, it's just a fun story. So, what is Nope about? Which I'm going to now to try and describe to you without uh you know, spoiling it. <clears throat> so, Movie stars Kiki Palmer and Daniel. Oh God! Please don't say it wrong. It sounds stupid. Ka uh, Kala Kalauya. Oh my God! I feel terrible. Kalauya. Kal. Daniel. Ka Daniel Kalauya. I'm tempted to ask Google how to pronounce it, but they're, they're both very good, okay? Kiki Palmer is energetic and all, and excited as the sister, and, and Daniel is all, uh, 
he's all uh he's all stoic he's all stoic and stuff and uh they're trying to keep the business they're trying to keep their horse train horse training business open after the death of their father who died under mysterious circumstances and i don't mean like mis i don't and i don't mean like murder mystery mysterious circumstances i mean like he was killed by something that fell out of the sky with no explanation. So Daniel and Kiki's characters are trying to keep their horse training ranch going. And by horse training ranch, what I mean is what they do for a living is they train horses for movies, which is pretty, which is a pretty cool concept. And the, the way this is woven into the story actually kind of reminds me of some of the stuff that, uh, that Quentin Tarantino does a little bit. Very, so that's kind of cool. Of course, actually, that's the thing about Jordan Peele that actually, like his stuff reminds me a little bit of Stephen King and a little bit of Quentin Tarantino because he does, he likes to do that same layering, which I always appreciate that in film. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm getting distracted. But anyways, they're running the horse training farm, and then one night they see something mysterious in the sky, and they're like, "Holy shit, it's a UFO!" We better try and get this on camera. And so the movie is them trying to hunt the UFO to get a picture of it so they can sell it to the media to save their farm. And, of course, this is Jordan Peele, so the movie's got a little bit of horror in it. Now, this is not his... I would say this is a little bit lighter on the side of the horror of his films, but it is still in line with the horror genre. And I would go more into, like, how it's in line with the horror genre here in the in the non-spoiler section but i feel like the way in which it is hor a horror movie and because it's, it's a different kind of horror movie than his previous two movies very different choice of horror um and i don't want to give a give it away what kind of horror it is because that would kind of ruin uh the twist <clears throat> well one of the twists but the film is incredibly layered and enjoyable and there's a lot of visual details love it absolutely love it the cast is great oh by the way their father before he dies is played by keith david steven yoon kind of plays a he's kind of i guess he's kind of the antagonist of the story in a way he's a He's essentially, he's a former child star who after a traumatic onset incident became, uh, basically moves to this part of California to run a live, like, essentially Old West Town show where, like, people come and there's various different shows and you get the idea. It's like a rent fair, but cowboys. So anyways, <clears throat> as the story goes along, they get, uh, they get... They get um, a, uh, it's not, I forget the name of this, the store the guy works at, but it's, it's, it's kind of like Best, he, he, he's like a Best Buy employee type guy, although not Best Buy, who helps him install cameras and stuff. And there's also a, there's also, they later enlist this very avant-garde director named Michael Wincott. To help them try and film it as well and honestly the whole cast is great and it's i can't rec have to recommend no i like jordan peele i'm gonna have to re-watch his other movies to really know 
where I feel like, in terms of if I was going to do something as stupid as ranking these movies, his movies, I, I'm not sure exactly where I would put them. Um, specifically, I think I would... I know I definitely want to watch them again before I would rank them. But Nope is definitely worth it. It's, it's a very different... It's a very different vibe from us or... From either us or the... Uh, or Get Out. Very different vibe. So, it, once again, it's, it's just a it's different type of horror. And actually, there's a specific movie that I would compare it to in order to help people understand what type of horror it is. Uh, but if I were to say it here, it would give it away. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> You're going to have to... After the commercial break will be the spoiler section. and Then I'll talk about that. But Nope is great. Absolutely love it. Um, how it will hold up to repeat viewing? Not sure yet. Only seen it once. But um, I'm really hoping... I'm hoping there's a director's cut of this movie. I'm really hoping that there's a director's cut of this movie. I really hope there is. I know there's some good stuff that's missing from it. But anyways, still, definitely recommend Nope. Definitely check it out. Absolutely great. But the movie I just saw, the movie I just watched, the movie that I can't believe they didn't release in theaters because it is just so damn good, is Prey. Prey is, of course, the newest movie in the Predator franchise. Now, let me tell you, I was highly skeptical after Disney bought the Predator franchise. And by that, I mean bought, Di um, bought Fox. But uh, if they can build off of Prey's success, I'm not worried about where this series is going, because Prey is great. Prey, of course, um, the difference here is that now Prey is a prequel. And the thing is, is that it's like a subtle prequel. Like, if anything, I think Prey is... I'm sorry. Prey is a... Prey is how you do a prequel. Prey is a good prequel. And part of what makes it a good prequel is actually how far back it is set from the events of the other movies. So that it has a lot more control over its universe... And also, like, how it wants to reference the previous film. Uh, which, uh, I might watch it again. See if uh, there's any Easter eggs I missed. But Prey is a damn good time. And I definitely recommend it. And it's definitely a return to form for the Predator series. And I think I would put it in my top three Predator movies. As far as sci-fi kind of horror series goes i mean i'm i'm sorry i get how predator is considered horror but i've just never personally found it terribly scary um as a series still great and i get how it's horror but you know what actually no i do get how it's horror it, the core concept is terrifying let me i'm getting distracted again deep breath Ruben. Okay. Where was I? Okay. So, the basic story follows a uh, Comanche girl named Naru, who is training herself to be a fighter 
I'm sorry, not a fighter, a hunter, which is unusual in their tribe. Apparently, that's normally something for the men. And she faces a little bit of pushback on this from other male tribe members, except for a character who I believe is her brother. Um, unless I missed something. Uh, named, uh, uh, Te... I wish I could remember how they pronounced it in the, in the show. Something like Ta'abi, and it's spelled T-A-A-B-E. And they're played... And they're played, respectively, by Amber Mid-Thunder and Dakota Beavers. And they're both great. Honestly, I, w- I want to see them in more movies. Um, I, think they would, I think they're fantastic. And on, uh, her brother, the guy who plays her brother, Dakota Beavers, I want a Turok Dinosaur Hunter movie with that guy as soon as possible. Please and thank you, Hollywood. Okay? Let's... Let's make that happen, because I think he's the guy. I think he could, I think he could make the Turok Dinosaur Hunter movie, and I think it would be baller and badass. Please, please, Hollywood, make a Turok Dinosaur Hunter movie starring Dakota Beaver. So I'm not going to get into, for those who don't know, but Turok Dinosaur is just a comic book series and video game series that I've loved for many years, and I just, Hollywood, please make that. Please make... The Turok movie starring Dakota Beavers. It was great. I'm telling you. But where was I? <clears throat> so, so yeah. But so the main character, Naru, like I said, is trained to be a hunter. And there's a... I forget what they call it. But essentially, there is a rite of passage. And I don't know if this is true of all Comanche or just their tribe. I don't want to make assumptions. But there is, um, there's a rite of passage when one is becoming a hunter, wherein a person finds themselves hunting something that is also hunting them. And if, you, if it kills you, well, you're dead. But if you kill the animal, it's like a big deal. And when you return to the tribe, there's like a ceremony for it. And Naru clearly wants to have this. very important to her and most of the men in the tribe really don't get her and really like are very discouraging except for her brother who is like mostly supportive there's a couple points in the movie where his level of support like totally like he he drops the ball on supporting her but it's clear that they care about each other and that he actually does believe in her uh, through the film. But anyways. So that's sort of the tribal dynamic that they got going on there. And anyways. Naru. Wants to go. Hunt, wants to do this ritual. Which is, cause it's, which is interesting. Because it's like one of those rituals where you can't plan it. It's just a thing that happens. But still. Rite of passage. But at some point, a mountain lion grabs a member of the tribe and drags him into the woods, and they go looking for him. And essentially, they eventually find him, and they try and get him back to, get him back to the, uh, 
to where their to where their village area is. And essentially, something doesn't feel right to Naru. Something is wrong. And what is wrong is that the reason the guy's still alive is because something scared the cat away from the guy. And that thing, of course, was the Predator. And so the Predator in this movie, they do a good job. And when I say it's a good prequel, what I mean is that, like, unlike in Star Wars, where we have this constant, man, how did technology get worse in, this, in the original movies than it was back then? Well, I mean, we, there was a societal de- collapse. But in the Predator movie, the point I'm trying to make is the Predator's technology... You feel it that he. this is an older version of the Predator. His technology is a little bit less advanced, still pretty damn advanced. His, his armor is more, um, well, actually, his, his armor kind of looks more tribal, <laughs> uh, to be honest. Uh, and he is down to kill things with his bare hands a lot of the movie. And I should warn everyone, movie's pretty violent. Movie is pretty violent. Near the beginning of the movie, there's a lot where they're cutting away from deaths. But as the movie goes on, it gets pretty graphic. So just a, just a heads up on that. But at a certain point within the movie, essentially we got predators hunting Indians. Uh, sorry, Native Americans. I, this, I'm sorry, America. This is what I'm confused on because I've heard so many different things. And honestly, it seems to be different from, from different Native American to different Native American. But, you know, I'm trying my best. So, so anyways, <clears throat> basically, what it comes down to is it's a movie about this girl hunting the predator while the predator is hunting her and her brother and eventually a whole bunch of white fur trappers like <laughs> there's there's some carnage in this movie um so yeah and the thing is is as a fan of the predator series i have to recommend this especially since my first introduction to predator actually wasn't the movie my first introduction to Predators as a kid was the Predator and Alien vs. Predator comic books. And the thing that was super cool about the Alien, about the Predator comic books was the way it filled in like all the different time periods. Because in Predator 2, there's an implication that Predators have been coming to Earth for hundreds of years. And in this movie, we get to see that. And it's sweet. It's sweet, glorious predator action that just takes itself with the right amount of seriousness. Unlike the last movie, which was a, which was was a fucking clown car train wreck situation. This movie is awesome 
the action is great. Like, the Predator even takes on, like, huge wildlife in this movie. Because the implication is that it's his first time on Earth, and he doesn't actually know what kind of aliens he's going to meet to hunt. Because what he wants is to hunt other Predators. Predator is a badass, light horror, sci-fi action movie that I definitely recommend. Honestly, if this had been in theaters, I would have gone to see it. And would even have recommended going to see it in theaters. I think this movie kicks ass. I My complaints are, mi are so minor, I don't even feel like mentioning them here. Like, that's how much ass this movie kicked. Definitely, definitely recommend Prey. And Nope. And The Princess. Recommend all those movies. There you go. Two of them are on Hulu. So, you know, you're set. You're good to go. You've, you've got three movies worth of entertainment that I've recommended to you to go watch now. I don't believe in arbitrary rating systems, even though they are fun. But they also are meaningless. But i uh, definitely say that the, I give these movies big thumbs up. I'd even go so far as to say... Oh, man. If I was going to throw arbitrary numbers at him, I would definitely say that Prey is probably like a 9, maybe a 10. We'll see how that holds up to repeat viewing. Uh, nope is pretty great. I would say... Say Nope, I'd say it's... Nope is like a... <laughs> nope is like a solid B+. Plus. Now, <laughs> we'll do a different rating system for no reason. And then the princess, I'd give three and a half stars. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The princess is like a, I'd say like a, a solid, solid fun seven. Nope, it's like, uh, nope, it's like an eight or a nine too. Um, although, see, here's the thing I don't like about those arbitrary systems. You see, because the thing is that like, I wouldn't actually compare. I wouldn't really compare what I want out of the Predator, the new Predator movie, and what I want out of the new Jordan Peele movie. Like, the things that I would enjoy about those things I don't really find comparable, even though, technically, they fall within a very large section of, like, the same genre. It's like, oh, oh, they're both sci-fi horror. It's like, okay, what else you got? Because they're... Very not alike. Well, they're, they're sci-fi horror and they're about hunting? Okay, you got me there, but... In turn, like... There was never a point when I was watching Nope where the the thing I needed from the movie was for a character to just, like... Get... <laughs> just to get into, like, an insane fight with a monster. I mean, I guess Nope... Oh, I don't want to give anything away about Nope. With Nope, I'm there more for, like, the artistry, and Predator, I'm there more for the action, if that makes any sense. Like, Nope is a deeper, more layered story, is the other thing. And the Predator is a solid action flick with, like, good characters. So, like, I wouldn't necessarily say that the 9 I'd put on a Predator is even the same type of thing as like the eight or nine I would put on nope 
Does that make sense? Does that, do you see the issue here with numbers and rating things? It's, it's like, like if I was looking at them on a list where I had to like just rank them by sci-fi movie or horror movie, I'm not even sure if I put them in the same order. And I might put them in different orders if we were saying like horror or, or sci-fi on that thing. Like, no, actually I would probably, like, even though my brain says I would give Nope maybe an 8 and I'd give Predator a 9, like, if I was putting them on a list of, like, best sci-fi movies, Nope would be higher. I don't know how to explain that. Why, see? Ratings are nonsense. They mean nothing. Although, technically, I could also argue the ranking lists also mean nothing. These numbers just give us dopamine! Please stay tuned for the spoilers. Day. Unless you haven't seen these movies. I don't, I, by the way, I don't have any spoilers for The Princess. Um, it's just, it's, because it's simple and it's fun and it's just, there's not, there's not a lot to it for me to say <laughs> beyond this movie, beyond these other two movies. So, so if you're hoping for Princess spoilers in the sec, in the second half, I, I don't really got any. It's, it's not that deep of a movie. It's, it's literally Die Hard in a Castle. I'd have to watch it, like, probably several times to, to dig out more meaning and depth, but, like, it's, it's, it's Die Hard in a Castle with Princesses. It's, it's just fun. You'll either have fun with it or you won't. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the non-spoiler review part of, uh, of the movie, of, this, of the podcast. Every once in a while while I'm doing these podcasts or I'm listening to them back, I'm like, should I put more effort into, like, editing things and sounding professional? Should I write scripts for these things? And I'm like, no, that'll slow down production. Just gotta drive ahead. Here's the part with spoilers now. Here's the part with spoilers now. If you're listening to this part after the commercial, it's the part with spoilers now. So long. So get ready, friends, because here comes the spoilers now. Okay. <clears throat> Where was it? All right. So we'll start with Nope. Okay. So the thing that I so wanted to talk about with Nope, but I didn't want to ruin anything for anyone, is that the big, well, there's actually a number of twisty-turny things in, in Nope, but the big one, the one that stands out to me as someone who's only seen the movie once, because like, it's, it's a movie where I feel like there's a lot of layers to it and we just that I want to dissect with further viewing um, maybe I'll talk about some of those things if I ever do like an all Jordan Peele's movies episode but the thing that struck me about the movie that I thought was really interesting and this is going to sound weird to some people is that the way if if I was describing it to a person who did not mind if I gave them a spoiler, I would describe the film as Sky Jaws. Because that's sort of what the film kind of follows. Now, the film isn't about the same things that Jaws is about. Well, kind of. But the type of horror movie that it is, is the same kind as Jaws. The idea is that it is a wild animal horror. You know, the type of horror movies that 
are typically about things like a bear or shark or anaconda attack. It's typically considered, now, to be fair, it's typically considered one of the cheesiest of the horror genres. And I'm sure that some horror fans would turn up their nose at, at uh, the creature features. <laughs> but the best comparison is Jaws. We have a bunch of we have a bunch of characters who are investing their time in a hunt for a wild animal that is very much capable of eating them, and they assemble a team of people to go and deal with it and and go on this hunt. It's that type of horror movie, which is an interesting type of horror movie because on one hand it's a very different type of terror. Although this one, I can't say that about this one, because this one is a little bit more, is more science fiction-y. It's not like it is a movie about a bear or an anaconda. It is technically a flying sky alien that will eat you if you, if you look at it. And that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'll go with that. The other thing I want to say about Nope is I actually, uh, I actually have a friend, I actually have a friend who was almost in Nope. Um, he, you can actually see him uh, in the trailer, but uh, he's not in the actual film. Uh, he, he told me that when he saw himself in the trailer, he thought for sure he was going to be in the movie, but, uh, but then Jordan Peele actually contacted him to let him know sorry man you got cut from the movie which is a little bit of a bummer uh but uh but still still i think that's hella cool and it's part of the reason i really want to see the director's cut i can't tell you any of the details but he did tell me a little bit about what his part in the movie was originally and damn but i want to see the director's cut not just because i know a person in it but because the thing he told me about i think sounded pretty cool and it, it made sense thematically with what was going on in the movie. Because one of the things that's going on in the movie... Oh, I can't... Well, I'm still going to talk about this thing that's going on in the movie. I can't tell you how his scene would have, would have tied into it great. But So one of, the, one of the things that's going on in the movie is the concept of a bad miracle. Something unexpected and, and random happening that results in basically bad things. And it's sort of, the movie sort of plays with that concept. That's not the only concept the movie's got going on. It's got a lot. Steven Yoon's character, who is kind of meant to be the bad guy, I don't know, I didn't know if bad guy is the right term, to be honest. He is certainly the person, he's certainly the one of the characters in the movie who is making the biggest mistake. Um, he is the person who's trying to make a deal. He's trying to train a predator. And the main characters are animal trainers, so they know that's a bad idea. The movie is really nicely set up. I can't believe I didn't... Uh, I should have known... There was a thing at the end... Uh, the, the thing with the well. I can't believe I didn't see the thing with the well coming. I was like, oh man, that's, that, that was well done. It was well done. 
Uh, I didn't talk super much about them, but I really enjoyed both uh, Brandon Pereira as Angel Torres and Michael Wincott as Antler's host. I really enjoyed their characters as well. This, I, I, I will be honest. I'm looking at the cast list right now, and like I'm like I don't I don't remember a lot of these actors. Oh oh shit, the monkey is played by an actual dude. Okay, they had a, mo a motion capture actor for him. That's you know that that'd be a fun thing to do for movies play play motion capture animals i'd do that yeah what else did i want to mention that was spoilery about about nope uh there's a there's a lot of concepts in the movie about things like legacy and um how the way, how people respond to bad things happening so like steven yoon's character he survives the horrific monkey mauling chimpanzee mauling on his 90s sitcom and he uh the thing about his character though is that he is someone who is tra who is trapped being connected to someone he used to be he can't get away from the fact that he used to be this... He's good, too, by the way, if I didn't mention that. Like, everybody's good. They're all good in it. Uh, but uh, but Steven Yoon, his characters, he, he's basically... He's dealing with this weird thing in the movie where he is, he is stuck in a part of his life that ended abruptly, which was his child's stardom. And it ended abruptly with this trauma of having a chimpanzee, like, freak out and, like... I'm actually not sure who, if anyone, died in the incident. Um, I mean, obviously, the girl didn't. And if there was anyone I thought might have, it, it was definitely her. Uh, but uh, the dad? I don't know. We never see the dad afterwards, so maybe the dad is dead. Uh, yeah. But, uh, oh man, it's just so much. And the final confrontation with the creature is so cool. I didn't, I didn't anticipate the way that it would fold in and out of itself. That was pretty cool. And, like, honestly, like, there's a good bit of the movie where, like, you don't, where you assume, like, the, like, through a lot of the movie, I, I kind of, I bought into the fact that it was a UFO. And, uh. Which actually, the reason I'm hesitant to tell people what the creature, uh, what the about the creature, is just because I don't want to ruin the scene with the aliens in the barn, uh, which honestly, like, reminded me of like Signs, but better. Um, that's another movie. This movie kind of reminded me of, like, in terms of alien, like, invasion, abduction type movies. Uh, it, it reminded me of Signs a little bit. Um, I like this more than Signs. I think it's not, not, not a slam on Signs, really. Um, and they're not actually that similar. They're really just both alien abductions, and they involve uh, very tight-knit, small casts. But uh, where was I going? Oh, man. I'm just rambling on here about Nope. Look, Nope's great. 
And uh, I really should see it again before I get any, into anything crazy deep about it. I just wanted to say the Jaws thing. Because I actually think that's super cool. How it, how it works like that. So let's talk about Prey. Because, oh my god. I didn't get a chance to see it again. But, damn did I have a good time with Prey. Now I need to specify. Like, this, uh, this is what I'm going to go into. Is on, it's like... Predator is an interesting franchise. Like, the first Predator, I think it's... Don't get me wrong, I think the first Predator is great, but I do, like, think it's slightly overhyped by people who actually got to see it the first time. Because part of the appeal of the original Predator, as it's been explained to me, because I couldn't have witnessed it myself, is that, like, when the film came out, like, for a lot of the film, like, you don't really know anything about the Predator, and that's kind of why the first movie was scary the way that it was and the first predator movie is good before i saw this movie my favorite predator movie though was actually predators because you see for me i never got to experience that oh this is predator and it's unexpected type of thing that really like hammers the first movie home though first movie still one of the best in the series not trying to downplay it but until this moment I'm pretty sure my favorite Predator movie was Predators with Adrian Brody. Because I just love the way that the movie basically concentrates the concept of the Predator into, like, just this wild thing. Like, I don't mean, like, literally wild like an animal. I mean, like, just crazy. Like, the whole idea of a bunch of, con of, a bunch of like, essentially dangerous human beings that the Predators had kidnapped specifically to bring to this game reserve to hunt them. It was a thing I really dug. And the thing is, is that that scenario actually lines up with one of the core things in Prey, which is that in Prey, the Predator is specifically trying to hunt out who are the other, the other Predators. He wants to hunt other Predators. He's not interested in hunting the prey, which is actually a big sort of point in the movie. Which, well, if you if you're listening to this, hopefully you've seen it and you know. The prey, the term of use of the term prey both refers to the fact that, well, it refers to the fact that Naro is someone who is mistaken for not being a threat. So there are numerous points in the movie where something will happen that will paint Naru as, like, the victim or, like, the prey to the predator just by observing the way that she is treated by other people that he considers the predators. Like, the, I mean, they explain it pretty good in the movie. I don't need to go into all of it. But, like, it's very cool because, like, the idea that this killing hunting machine has some sort of rule or specification, even if it's born purely out of the fact that this... this murder machine of a animal creature just wants the greatest challenge possible it's still kind of it like adds character to the monster and and gives like the alien more of like a sense of like the fact that the alien itself has some type of culture or belief system it's not just it is a killing machine but it's not a random killing machine it has a goal there's no pride in killing a thing that is prey. So it's here to it's here to hunt all the other hunters. 
that's what it's down. And this gives like a great meaning to the Predator in the whole series. And that, and also, like I said, it ties into the movie Predators here because that movie's literally about Predators just kidnapping the most dangerous people they could find on Earth right before those dangerous people died and whisking them off to a planet to hunt them. And I really dig that. I, once again, I just, the, the cast and praise, great. Seriously, Hollywood, once again, Dakota Beavers, Turok Dinosaur Hunter. I'm not saying he's the only actor who could play him, but like, he's the actor I've seen who could play him. I, I might accept Stormy Kip, but I do think Dakota Beaver would be better. Wait. Sorry, wait. Sorry, no, I'm sorry, not Stormy Kip, that's a different actor. I'm just going off these, like, half headshots. Oh, wait, no, that is the actor I thought it was. Never mind. I would also accept him as Pred and as Turok, but I'd be thinking about Dakota Beaver instead. Dakota Beavers, sorry. So, where was I? The action, oh my god, it's so cool. So, like, the Predator, when he goes on the killing spree through the, through the fur trappers, that's pretty awesome. The fights between him and Naru at the end, also awesome. But honestly, one of the things I really dug was his fights with wildlife. Like, specifically that when he fought the bear, and, the, and it looked like the bear actually gave him some trouble, that was badass. I liked that part a lot. That was cool. Like, in the trailer, they make it look like he just kills the bear, like, immediately and saves her. But no, like, he, him and the bear fucking wrestle. And it's fucking dope. Definitely, definitely like that part. What else is there about Predator to talk about? I mean, Prey. <laughs> okay. Um, like, I was... I was, it was well done, but I was sad to see Dakota Beaver's character die. But it was, it was well done. I will give them that. Oh, I liked a lot of the dialogue in this movie as well. Just like the characters and the dialogue. I mean, most of the focus is on Amber Mid-Thunder and Dakota Beaver's characters. But like, they're great. Oh, their mom was cool too. Um, but they have them, they have like the majority of the talking scenes between each other. I mean, like some of the other, uh, American Indians have, have lines as well, but, uh, they, they definitely, uh, they definitely have the focus, which is cool. Cause you know, they're great characters. I mean, maybe great's overselling it, but I like them a lot. Okay. This is a favoritism thing. Uh, apparently, oh, by the way, the Predator was played by Dane DeLigro? De Igro? DeLigro? Not sure how to say that last one. Oh, I hate that I never have. I just, I feel bad if people ever heard me mispronouncing their names. Hopefully they're not terribly offended. Okay, so, let's see, what else is there? The action scenes are killer. There's... Yeah, no, it's it's a good-looking movie, too. And I don't, I don't just mean special effects. Uh, there might have been some weaker moments of special effects, but by and large, I thought the special little effects looked great. 
But I also mean like the vistas and the valleys, just like all the nature that's in this movie. Very cool. And I really hope that the Predator series like sort of continues this jaunt throughout time. I think that time and place that is i think that that would be the coolest way to go with it like let's like what other what other places on earth could they go to i'd be down with seeing them go to like fight samurais or turn or like or like world war ii or just oh man world war any world war one or two would be pretty cool like just the idea of like a a predator stalking a no man's land and during the middle of the war <laughs> it could kill from both sides that would be that'd be sweet because once again my first encounter with predators was the comic books and the comic books n never focused on like the arnold character who seems to be heavily attached in a lot of people's minds with this franchise the predator comic book was cool because it showed you predators in all these different like like situations and that which reminds me one of the things that's really cool about this movie is how much it does with the predator without the predator having any dialogue just like the way his he's designed to look and the way he behaves physically and how he interacts with different characters and situations i and like i love that his i love that he doesn't have any lasers but instead has these like I mean, they still seem pretty futuristic, but like, they're more of like a hard projectile weapon that he that he has, and his helmet is dope. Oh, I know you you saw he had a projectile weapon. You know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying I like I like the way that his technology works, and I actually think that his uh, his more like animalistic, his more animalistic. It, like animal bone covered helmet i think is super cool as well and like sort of like fits the overall vibe of the movie makes it feel more primal more uh more connected to like the wild see the thing is i haven't scanned either of these movies for deeper meaning yet so it's hard for me to be like well the themes and concepts of the film i mean sometimes i watch a movie and they those things stand out to me right away but for these for nope in this movie honestly i was just having a lot of fun they're just really entertaining films and and honestly i i think prey needs should get way more attention like this is honestly the best predator movie in so long I mean, like, the AVP movie, like, AVP was mid at best, was like, <laughs> was like very, very mediocre, and then there was AVP, Aliens vs. Predators, uh, Requiem, which seemed like it would be better, but instead was actually twice as forgettable somehow. Like, literally that movie is like, well, I vaguely remember the predator hunting people in a forest dressed in duck hunting suits. The people, not the predator. That That's about all I can remember of, Fred, of Alien vs. Predator Requiem, which just 
Not very interesting for a movie about predators fighting aliens. Terrible, really, if you think about it. And then there was the Predator, and oh, oh my God, was that bad? Oh, oh, it was just, oh, it was a real shark jumper. Just like the Predator movies have always had a sense of humor, but that movie was just bad joke after bad joke after bad joke and the like cringy jokes too and like the overall themes were nonsense if you if you want to hear me really bitch about the predators go listen to my uh go listen to my episode of, po- of my podcast about uh representation and disabilities because that movie is distressingly bad at representing people with disabilities holy shit the only thing good about The Predators is the relationship between Keegan-Michael Keyes and uh, Thomas Jane's characters. Everything else, I was like, oh, throw this in a fire and burn it. It's not good. But Prey is a total redemption. It's awesome. Definitely, definitely see Prey. It's on, it's on Hulu. And like a month of Hulu is practically a, a like one ticket to the movies if you go on like the cheap day so you know definitely check this out absolutely especially if you're a pre- if you're a predator fan and you miss out on this then shame on you and if you're somehow someone who thinks that this movie is somehow you know not as good as the predator then you're Someone just slap you in your face. Because Prey is fucking sick. And for the super old people in the audience, sick means dope. And by dope, I mean cool. And cool means good. There. Now all the generations know that I mean this movie is awesome. Which also means great. Thank you for listening. Please... Share the love of this podcast with people who you think would enjoy it. And please follow me wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you.